It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Today's episode is brought to you by DB. DB is a Scandinavian brand that makes backpacks and bags to help people on the move stay ready for anything. From the streets to the peaks, DB's gear is travel tested by some of the world's best athletes, adventurers, and creators. Over the past decade, DB has designed and developed, released, and refined the best bags in the market. With DB's patented hookup system, you are able to attach small products to your backpack, roller, or tote. It is very important to have the right luggage and the right bag when you are traveling. There's no doubt about that. We are now teaming up with DB for an exclusive offer to our listeners of 10% off when you purchase by using the code POD10 or going to the link in the show notes. DB, it's time to move on. It's time to get going. That is 10% off using the code POD10 at our link. That is DB. It's time to move on, and it's time to get going. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends over at Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. It's back to school time, and we want to make sure you pack the right essentials to have the best year yet. The Manscaped 4th Generation Performance Package is just that. Things are opening up. Be ready for whatever it is that's going to be on your daily schedule. It is the perfect package for you and your package and includes the brand new Lawnmower 4.0. Fellows, go for the valedictorian of ball trimming and join the 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com, use that promo code Sullivan20. School is back in session, and the Performance Package 4.0 for Manscaped is here to teach the boys a lesson on male hygiene. Inside, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear, nose, hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, and crop reviver toner, plus two free gifts that is the Performance Boxer Briefs and the Shed Travel Bag. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code Sullivan20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the promo code code Sullivan20 at Manscaped.com. This year, graduate with a degree in clean balls from Manscaped. Everyone has faced this problem. What gift to choose? What gift to give yourself when you're sitting at home? What to give a friend or parents? What to give your wife or husband? What to give your children or colleague at work? Well, Wooden Puzzles at Unidragon solves this problem. Why do people love Unidragon so much? Because these puzzles are amazing. Each puzzle piece has its own unique shape. Interesting for adults and children. Each puzzle is packed in a premium wooden gift box. New puzzles are also released each and every month. They all have an incredibly colorful design. You will not regret checking this product out. Not only is it an excellent and unique gift 
to give to others, but it can be a gift to give to yourself as well. They're perfect for a nice, relaxing afternoon and figuring out the perfect puzzle that will help keep your mind sharp. So go to unidragon.com and use the code MASTER for 10% off of your order. That is unidragon.com and use the promo code MASTER for 10% off your order. This product is absolutely amazing. I love that owl. It's cool as hell. One more time, that is unidragon.com for the most unique, creative, and challenging puzzles out there and use that promo code MASTER to let them know we sent you. Enjoy that 10% discount. Welcome to Taskmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan. I'm your host, JP John Poss from the two man power trip of wrestling. And of course, joining me is the star of the show, former WCW and ECW World Tag Team Champion, the former NWA Florida World Heavyweight Champion, and of course, one of the greatest minds and bookers ever in the history of the business, the Games Master, the Taskmaster, the devil himself, Mr. Kevin Sullivan. Kevin, how are you doing today, sir? Great, John. How are you, my friend? Doing pretty good. Uh, I know we were just quickly kind of talking just before we got on, if if you saw the CM Punk thing, yeah, the debut in AEW. And I'm going to tell you my take on it. Jimmy Cornette couldn't send it any better when he said it wouldn't be the way he did it, but they did it much better. It was one of the greatest, if not the greatest entrance I've ever seen. And Punk, I'm, I, I, I've met him one time years and years ago. He was a tag team partner of mine against Dusty in the independent show. He has something. I don't know really what. Maybe it's a generation that was is a, uh, in front of me that I can't connect with. I think I can, but he connects with that audience because he's one of them. And nobody else in the wrestling business 
would have had the balls after seven years of not being on TV. The high point for me is when he ran and jumped in and they caught him with open arms. Yep. Great. Take, bring me back. Take me back. I'm yours. The psychological view for me was he was resurrected. And those fans were his, are his apostles. Well, I don't said, think yeah. this guy can do anything wrong if he's allowed to book his own shit. But that's the only thing I'm afraid of. I'm hoping he's allowed to do it because obviously Khan has made some mistakes in the past to, to be mild about it. But I feel like uh, Punk usually has a pretty good rap on things. What, I, what I've seen of him, obviously, for many, many years. I mean, I've been uh, watching him really since 03 when I first started getting into Ring of Honor. And he seems to have a great grasp of wrestling and psychology and what he needs to do with his character and where he wants to go. I'm just hoping he can keep that. Uh, I'm, I'm with you in... He, why I say he's special, it's he, his look is them. He's got their cool look and they're forgiving. His fans are the most forgiving fans I've ever seen. In this day and age where people turn on you on on a dime, like Goldberg, right? Gets booed out of the building. Yep. Uh, Lashley becomes a babyface and he's a, the top heel, right? Yep. When he grabbed Goldberg in the front face, locked and looked around, he was a babyface, right? 100%. Forgiving is, he got his ass kicked there in Chicago the first time he fought. The second time he got beat up, nothing was in their mind about that. Their guy was coming back for them. He did an incredible, incredible job. The best I've ever seen. So when we talk about great workers now, for me, that's the greatest work I've ever seen. So I got to say he's the greatest worker of all times. Wow. Damn. High praise. And you wouldn't have done that debut any different, huh? <laughs> yeah, I would have. And I would have fucked it up. <laughs> <laughs> he knew exactly what to do. And everything that Jimmy said is right. When he sat down, crossed his legs. Isn't that the pipe bomb interview? Psychology-wise... I'm telling you the truth. I had to get away. He became the three lost years of the Savior, right? I had to get away. They made me sick. Mentally, physically. And what was the last one, John? Excuse me? Excuse me? Spiritually. He has uh, followers now. Yeah. 
He's got a cult for sure. He's got a cult. So does Jimmy Cornette. Yeah, but not like this one. No, yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. I, I, it was I, great. And, eh? I, and I hope and pray, and I think he's much smarter than I ever anticipated him to be. I think he will not let anybody knock him off the rails. And we're going to see in the next few weeks, I think we're going to see a major turn in the wrestling business between companies. If there's no infighting. I hope that locker room saw what those fans did and accepted him that way. I hope that locker room doubled that acceptance. Absolutely. And the rating for the show was 1.13, but for his debut, when his 20-minute um, section there, or segment of the show, 1.34 million. So obviously he had some interest, and double the uh, audience was interested in him that we even watched the show last week. So definitely uh, drew this week. Hopefully it continues. Right, right. Now it's interesting you mentioned teaming with him. Here's the match. It's from Wrestle Reunion 2005 down in Tampa, Florida. Mick Foley is the special guest referee. Dustin Rhodes, Dusty Rhodes, Mike Graham versus Abdul the Butcher, Kevin Sullivan, and CM Punk. Wow. Pretty uh, star-studded match. After CM Punk, the rest of us are opening after the popcorn match. You know, he did an incredible job. Do you think they can keep the momentum going? He will be on Dynamite Wednesday, but do you think they can keep that momentum going? It all depends. And maybe I can throw something out there in the universe that someone will grab. When you have something so dynamic, don't even try to fool with it let it go by itself he'll tell you what needs to be step two because he's had seven years to think about his return yep he got what needs to come next don't try to tell him what to do feel like that is a great rating to get hopefully they can keep the momentum going but there's now rumors that they're going to sign your buddy your good close personal friend Rick Flair you know Daniel Bryan is in the mix uh, Bray Wyatt maybe in the mix seems like they're really stocking up now on these top tier main event level names obviously Flair um, icon status but seems like they're getting bigger and bigger names here uh, don't come fence out he just dumped a lot of money into somebody's account that are they in the black yet Who's that? Is con is AEW in the black? Oh no, no, they're still in the red, supposedly. So if they're hiring all these other people, I know that they didn't hire CM Punk for forty thousand a year. You know, Rick and everybody else. Yeah, not cheap. You know, maybe uh McMahon is trying to attack from the rear. 
If you're in the Philly area or traveling there for upcoming WWE SmackDown or AEW Dynamite shows, and you're looking for the best cheesesteaks and hoagies in the area, look no further than Leo Steak Shop in Fullcroft, PA. Widely known all across the country, featured on the Food Network, they've been awarded the most prestigious Philadelphia Magazine's Best of Philly Award, and they are multiple-year winners of the Best of Delco Awards. So check out leosteakshop.com for more information. Stop by, get yourself lunch or dinner, or even get a sandwich wrapped for travel. Wrestlers love this place, famous athletes love this place, and celebrities have made it a stop as well. You will not be disappointed. Please bring that appetite and show them your love for Leo's Steak Shop and tell them Taskmaster Talks sent you. Wrestling fans in the Philadelphia area or traveling to Philly for the upcoming WWE SmackDown and AEW shows, there's no better place to pre- and post-game than the Red Lantern in Fullcroft, PA. Just five minutes from South Philly, it's the place to be with fun bartenders, great clientele, and a relaxed atmosphere with nearly any domestic or imported beer you could possibly want also has a huge selection of liquor so stop by grab a beer play some songs on the jukebox hustle your friends on the dartboard so if being inside isn't your game enjoy the air on the deck so if you're in the area or visiting for a show hit up the red lantern in Fullcroft, pa and tell them taskmaster talks sent you plus Stop by and check out live pro wrestling on Saturday, September 26th, right in the parking lot, featuring Gangrel, a Black G's, Shockwave the Robot, and many more. Support local pro wrestling, support the Red Lantern, and support Taskmaster Talks. Hmm, good point. He's got Lesnar there, too, which took a little bit of the steam away from the punk. Just from social media standpoint, everyone was talking about Lesnar and, and Becky, Becky the next day. And, and Becky, Becky Lynch, yep. But nothing, nothing. And I, I, I saw the both of them, and no disrespect to Becky Lynch, or the Beast incarnate. Nothing came close to that entrance, Punk. Nothing. Yep. We can say, oh yeah, it's, he evened it out. Now he didn't, and it's up to them to keep it going. Do you think that they? brought Lesnar back because of Punk, or you think that was always Absolutely, absolutely. Vince would be a hard guy to have a fist fight with, because he'd bite and scratch you and try to pull your eye out and pull your hair and bite your foot. I mean, he he, he, he has been on top all these years, and people say, well, he's lost it. Bullshit. I mean, how much money did they make in the COVID time their biggest Billion. year yep their biggest year has yep. any company besides them turned that kind of profit i don't know probably amazon it's, but i don't really maybe Walmart. sports entertainment or sports oh no no definitely not <laughs> we're talking major league baseball <laughs> major league football hockey basketball they all lost money yep vince made money crazy money yeah isn't that crazy but the what's he's, he's able to do 
people say he doesn't counter program. He definitely, for years, obviously with WCW, he would counter program like crazy with some stuff that would be doing title changes and having main event matches. Hell, he's wrestling Austin on Raw. Tyson. Crazy. Mike Tyson. Tyson. Yep. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Day to has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So he does. Hey, for sure. Yeah. Seemed like uh, Becky Lynch winning the title was kind of weird too, like out of nowhere. Where the hell is Sasha Banks? Kind of thing. Yeah, that was. Strange. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why. I, I know all these people that are so smart said that was horrible, right? Right. They said that was horrible. When Goldberg came back, I said that was the only thing they could do when he beat Brock. Remember, in yep. thirty seconds, that was the only thing they could do. With Becky, you know why? She had a baby a year ago. How do we know what she's physically? How did she have the baby? I don't know. Yeah, there's two ways to have a baby, right? Yep, natural birth and C-section. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, She's been out of the ring for a year. We're pushing her as a star. What difference did it make if she went 10 minutes? And what if she went 10 minutes and got hurt? You know, it's like, I hate to put this analogy, but they're like racehorses. you got to know when to pull the bridle back. Yep. I mean, she probably had, she probably was there three days before. But she probably had a long flight. Don't they live in Ireland? No, she lives in Iowa, I believe, okay. with uh, with Seth. Yeah. Okay. So it ain't a long trip, but, you know, the nerves, the whole thing coming back. She is the man. Bah, bah, bah. What, what difference would it make if she had a match? It was her night. And that's what I was so glad about the punk thing, that they didn't send somebody in. 
and him getting a fist fight and you know and I guess it was cool that thing and the kid were looking at him but I'm glad they didn't go any further than that yep. you know what I mean and with her that was the perfect thing to do she is the man we didn't do you understand how foolish wrestling fans are sometimes? We paid to see Ronda Rousey when she was in UFC to beat people in 15 seconds. Now we're bitching about a fake match <laughs> in 27 minutes, 27 seconds. Who a woman a year ago just had a baby and she's been raising a baby, you know. Uh, where's the thought process? I think that comes from the man's mentality, you know. You know, just drop the baby and uh, cook me dinner. Yep. Oh, yeah. 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 Now we go from one crazy debut with uh, Punk, crazy crowd reaction, to another crazy debut that got great reaction, but maybe went a little bit longer. Let's talk about the Ultimate Warrior making his debut in WCW, although he wasn't Ultimate. He was just the Warrior. What's your history with uh, Jim Helwig, a.k.a. the Warrior? When did you first meet him, and did you know him for uh, a while? Or, or when did you first meet Warrior? I was training for the Mr. Knoxville, and he was training for the Mr. Georgia. I met him at Doc Neely's gym. We were, yeah, I was a bodybuilder, he was a bodybuilder, and I met him there. Later on, I used to go into Texas, I'm from Florida, and I met him as the Dingo Warrior. Gary Hart said, you know, he's the next big thing, and next thing is, he's the hottest thing in wrestling. Why did Gary Hart say that? I mean, he just knew that he had something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The charisma, the look, obviously, probably not the wrestling ability per se, but it was all it was all the other things. The times were changing. Times were changing. You know, like we talked about punk, those fans were a different generation, right? Yep. And he fits their, their group. Muscle heads were in. Big you time. Know? Yeah. What did you think about him personally? He was always super nice to me. Maybe because I knew him before. I used to train the same gym at the same time as him. Maybe it was because I knew him. But he was always super pleasant to me. When you first met him and you guys were doing all that bodybuilding stuff, did he get into the business yet? Or this is before, like well before the business well he's before. Bre breaking in? Well before. He was a chiropractor. Oh, okay. Yeah, well before. Yeah. So what did you think about him getting into the business? Like, wow, this, this would be great for this guy, that the muscle, the bodies are coming, or did I, you kind of have... I never knew he got in the business until I saw him in Dallas. Wow. So you just remembered him from the weightlifting? Yeah, yeah. Or bodybuilding? Yeah. Yeah. So when you first meet him and talk to him like what, what was the impression when you first met him like this guy is is a little loopy the guy is crazy this guy is very opinionated what did you think about him when you first met him he was very nice he was very nice i think later on he got uh he got it much more intense 
You know what I mean? I think, uh, which we all kind of do, you know, you got to check the character at the door sometimes. You know, I said this to you before. I would like a psychiatrist to look into wrestling because for 25 years, only time I ever wrestled with not my real name was I was Johnny West when I, when I first started Second Territory is in because there was a guy, A.D. Sullivan, he was a heel. And I was a baby face. Everybody was calling me Johnny. Kind of screwed up my head a little. Think about this, JP. If everybody called you Ralph, Ralphie, for 25 years, who are you? Started morphing to Ralphie a little bit. Yeah, and he he changed his name from Jim to Warrior. Mm-hmm. He definitely uh, a lot of that was legal reasons too, but I think he liked to be referred to Warrior always, right? Yeah, yeah. What did you think, like when you finally see him in the business? What did you think about him in the ring? Uh, he had something that could draw money, but he wasn't my cup of tea for longevity. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, one of the things that people knock Hogan about, oh, he, he couldn't work. Well, go go back to uh, New Japan and watch his matches with Inoki. He could work. Uh, he definitely could work in that Warrior match. You know, he carried the Warrior in that match. Yep. Uh, something the Warrior couldn't do. Or Vince w- wouldn't have gotten felt back on Hogan, correct? Right. What did you think, fast forwarding to WBF 1990, him and Hogan, neck and neck, obviously Hogan's the top guy, but they're you know, Vince is doing the typical, let's take the top guy, let's have this new toy is who, who hopefully will outshine him, and then we'll move on, and it'll be the warrior area, warrior era. What did you think? Because Hogan puts him over clean. Like I said, Hogan made him look great in that match, legendary match, Toronto Sky Dome, 1990, WrestleMania six. What did you think Hogan putting him over and him top of the mountain in the wrestling business? This was for Hogan to get the win back. So you think it was a mistake back then? Or or maybe Hogan perceived it to be a mistake? Oh, I'm sure he did. Yeah. He might have been rightfully so. I don't know. I don't know what the houses were or the buy rates. But the warrior was there for one reason, to give Hulk the win back. WCW, of course. WWF, it is interesting that, okay, Warriors, the man, he beats Hogan in WrestleMania six. Hogan, you know, he goes away for a little bit. He comes back for the earthquake feud and, and really kind of re-cements himself as the number one guy. But it's interesting. For whatever reason, Warrior didn't work out. I don't think anybody is going to be able to follow Hogan, right? I mean, numbers-wise, it, that's like, I don't know, 
eclipsing Babe Ruth with the with the next guy. <laughs> it's just hard to do, right? And do you, you know the other thing is, do you remember the end of the match between Hogan and uh, Warrior? With the splash? Do you remember, do you remember the count? Mm-hmm. Hill fast? Hogan kicked out at three and uh, eighth. He had taken the guy's finish and kicked out just about. Go back and look at that. And go back when he left the ring. And the eye should have been on the warrior. They're all turned to see where Hulk was going. It's true. Veterans can... Smart veterans can steal your thunder anytime they want without you knowing it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. So eventually, you know, obviously the houses and everything are down when Warriors champion kind of need Hogan back. Slaughter beats Warrior. Obviously, the transitional champion Hogan beats Slaughter, and boom, he's the number one guy again. What did you think, though? Did you think that, okay, McMahon had, from an outsider looking in, of course, like, did McMahon think, like, oh, all right, Hogan is still the guy, or did he think that Warrior stumbled? That's a great question, but I'm going to answer it this way. Maybe for the first time, Vince questioned his self. That he wasn't infallible. Right. Because up until then, everything he did was perfect. Pretty much. Right. Yep. With the Hulkster, you know, coming back in the fold, was there always underlying heat? Because you always hear stories and obviously shoot interviews and interviews. They kind of take digs back at each other. Hogan and Warrior kind of going back and forth. You think that was all because Hogan was pissed that this guy was coming in, taking his you know, his shine or his limelight away for a bit when Hogan still thought he had it, still thought he was the man. It wasn't so much his shine. It was the money. Hogan, one thing about Hogan, he's honest. He's only in it for the money. Right. I mean, you know, you've heard Nash and Hall's interviews, you know? Yep. Uh, they knew that Hulk was the money guy. So I think if you look at that, he wanted the win back for some strange reason. And uh, maybe he felt slighted by doing a job to the warrior. And he wanted to show the warrior who was... The king of the hill. With Warrior having so many issues with Vince over the years, you know, uh, SummerSlam 91, the rumor is he held him up for money. Vince agreed to give him the money. As soon as he comes back, Vince fires him immediately. I mean, there's a few back and forth. He comes back in 96, uh, gets fired again because he said he was going to his dad's funeral or something. And, you know, he wasn't really close with his dad. was what Vince had said, so he didn't know what really was going on with him. But for years, there's kind of been this back and forth between Warrior and Vince. And Warrior has said he never got Hogan money. 
you think that was a problem on Warrior's end that he wasn't getting paid as much as Hulk? I believe that Warrior got Hogan money. I think he wanted more than Hogan money. Mm. That was the problem. Do you think that in any strange world or any sort of facet, Warrior was ever as popular as Hulk? Because, you know, um, that's my fandom right there. I never saw a Warrior as being more popular than Hulk, ever. Ah. I think young, young kids liked Warrior. And some of the Young men liked Warrior. If you put them side by side, tell, tell me the visual you see, JB. Two huge, larger-than-life characters. One is kind of more cartoony, Warrior with the face paint and everything, and, and one is just like this monster, basically. Okay, if you're a female, what do you see? I'm sure you would like the younger guy better, right? The, the totally with ripped a, up younger guy that's not bald. With a, with a full, yeah, with a full head of hair. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Maybe some jealousy there with the, the Hulkster and Warrior. Maybe he wishes he looked like Warrior a little bit. I don't know. Like uh, he's he has said he had one big ab where the Warrior had a twelve pack. Is that a Freudian slip? Right. You know. It's crazy, though. Hogan, you know, he's not like, I mean, huge, and his arms are gigantic, but never like the best body. He never had like a Luger or a warrior body. But I always thought more charisma, just natural charisma for him than pretty much anybody. Warrior was close, but it's just something about Hogan. He could be bald or whatever, but there's something about him. You you got into him. It didn't matter. It didn't matter. No one, I never heard anybody yell, hey, Hogan, you're bald, ever. Right, right. It's like when I worked with Dusty for those years. Never heard anybody yell Dusty the fat. Right. Crazy. You know, crazy. I always considered Hogan, I mean, he's the god of wrestling for, for like my time period of fan. And then like the guys underneath were like war, um, Piper, Warrior, Andre, Savage, just as far as like the pecking order of WB. Right. He's one, and they're like 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D. You know what I mean? That yeah. always, and I never saw Warrior as taking the top spot, even when he beat Hogan. I never saw him in that spot. And uh, I don't think, I don't think that he he took it that night either. It wouldn't have been Hogan couldn't have done that to. Nash Hall or now CM Punk walking out of the ring and then turning their eyes off those three guys I just mentioned. Right. And going on Hogan. He, Hogan, was still Hogan then. And uh, I'll tell you, I want you to, I'll give our fans some homework. When Hogan came down that famous night in Daytona and turned into the NWO, when he's walking down the aisle, look how skinny he is. 
not working out. He had just done the movie, remember? Oh, yeah. yeah. Thunder in Paradise, where you have to be lean. Yep. So, and he was in pain. So, uh, but business-wise, he made more money than anybody in the history of the business, I believe. Don't you? At- 100%. Yep. Yeah. By a lot. Yeah. By a ton. So who is the one it's like the point person and bringing Warrior in? Because it seems like him and Hogan's relationship wasn't exactly great or maybe a no, little No, I think, I think Hulk was the one that was the point person along with Eric. How'd they bring him in? How'd they get him? Money. So when were you clued in that they were even talking to him? At that time, I had a very good relationship with Hulk, and he was telling me he wanted to bring Warrior in. That's why they brought the Renegade in earlier. You know? Yep. He wanted to create, you know, when the Dungeon of Doom, and I've mentioned what it was for, he wanted to create a mini WWF universe inside of WCW at the time. Think about that when he was a baby face and all the guys that came over, right? The yep. heels and the baby faces, the nasty boys, Duggan, Tugboat, you name it, uh, Barbarian, Warlord. I mean, so it became a, you know, a mini universe within WCW and he wanted to get that win back. The giant Paul White obviously is the Andre Renegade's the Ultimate Warrior, Earthquake is now Shark, Kamala is still Kamala, Haku is Ming, you know, like all all the guys that you know he's comfortable right. with. Right, right. With like bringing the Warrior, what do you say when you're like when when you know you're approaching the day like, hey, we might be getting Warrior. Fine, I know it's going to draw. I mean, it's the rematch of the century. You know, it's the Ali, second Ali Fraser fight. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Do you think uh, Frazier won that, by the way? See, it, was, it was close. Closer than those uh, the scorecards uh, made it's it out. A lot clo- um, you know, you and I are boxing fans. Yep. Jimmy Young beat him. You remember that fight? Yep. Jimmy Young kicked the shit out of Ali. But he's Ali. 
you know, you got to knock them out to beat them, right? Yep. And uh, I think if Frazier had beat him on the scorecards, we never had it where it had the thrill of Manila. And maybe we shouldn't have for their own personal health reasons. Right. It killed both of them. Yes. That's what yep. killed both of them. Yep. I mean, you're in 110 degree temperature and you're punching somebody's face constantly. Yep. For four and you're going 15 months. rounds, killing each other. Yeah. 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 And you're yeah. the two best probably ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, ever. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. Just too a step aside by there. Too bad that Frazier came along in Alley Eric. Do you know what I compare him to? Lou Gehrig. Hmm. Yep. He came around right as Babe Ruth was the king. Yep. yep. Frazier was probably maybe the second greatest heavyweight of all times, right? Yeah, absolutely. If I had a name, you know, I know a lot of people talk about, my, you know, Mali put Masi, that he, the guy that he had the most trouble with was Marciano. But Marciano was only 188 pounds when he was in shape. But he was brutal, like Frazier. I think it'd be Ali Frazier. And to me, this is going to surprise people. Sonny, listen. Yeah, had a problem with him too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, so... I don't know how we got on to Ali Frazier. Because oh, we're talking about great third. rematches, yeah. obviously, yeah. Frazier yeah. Ali, too. Yeah. yeah. So and we didn't get the third one with Hogan and Warrior. Warrior. So maybe we shouldn't have, uh, which we'll get to how, how that match was not great. But when he initially comes in, it's it's a three month deal. Bischoff and Hogan got him to sign for only three months. I think it was one of those things where. They, and I don't know if this is true. I'm just surmising. The warrior felt, let me put my toe in the water and see if I don't get a bit off. And after three months, I'll renegotiate. If I get a bit off, I'm not going to renegotiate. Oh, okay. Do you know how much money he got? No, but I know he got a lot. It, the, I was trying to find an exact number online, and I don't know what's true. They were saying he got a million dollars, but I don't know if that would be true because it only worked three months, technically. I bet he did. I bet I he can did. see it. So, yeah. so when he's about to, or when he does sign, it, does Hogan tell you, or Bischoff tells you, or or does anybody tell you, "Hey, Warriors officially signed"? Uh, I think Hulk told me. I think Hulk told me. So when and, do you start thinking of what you're going to do with them? Like, how are you going to book them? Well, I knew right away he was coming when they mentioned, well, he may come. Because I knew Hogan wanted to get that win back. And he designed this practically by himself. This was, this one's mine. Let me, I'll get this one. And I'll take care of it. It's like we talked about earlier in this program about CM Punk, right? He knew what to do. Yep. So Hulk knew what to do on this one. 
creative control, brother. Yep. Yep. Did Warrior ever mention anything like, uh, hey, what's his renegade character? What is this guy? What is his ripoff of me? Did he ever mention that? He never said anything. And to my amazement, I think he took the high road where he could have really jumped on their shit. And I got to salute him for that. With, obviously, Warrior there, I mean, this is going to be some pretty big-time stuff. Was this at any point or at all to counteract WBF being on a roll with the Attitude Era, Steve Austin's dominant run, that whole thing? I mean, they're leading up to the Highway to Hell, which is a huge SummerSlam show in 98. Undertaker, who was like the mainstay, who they've been obviously built up for many years, against Steve Austin, who was like, wow, if he could beat this guy, Austin is going to be getting to the next level. Then he really is the man. What did you think? Was this to counteract that with the timing of bringing in the Warrior? I think it was just coincidence. Hogan wanted that when back any time. It was just that the Wario to get some money, I think. Not that he needed it. I think he wanted to get some money. So he is a sign seal delivered. He's in. Hogan tells you he's in. Obviously, you know, you're saying Hogan wants to win back, but at first, he's got to make his debut. So August 17th, 1998, on Nitro from Hartford, Connecticut, of all places. He makes his debut. He made his name for himself, really, big-time name, as Ultimate Warrior in Connecticut or in that New York area for the WWF. He's simply known just as the Warrior. They kind of tease it earlier in the night that he's going to make his debut. You know something big is going to happen. Hogan's cutting this promo where he says there's no Warriors left, and then he makes his debut. What's the thought process here going in as he's going to make his debut in this gigantic Nitro on the 17th back in August of 1998? This was worked out by Hogan and Warrior. And I think they did a pretty good job of it. Did it run over in time? Because Bischoff has said it it went way long. Oh, it ran over way over time. I mean, way over time. But, you know, here's the thing. Warrior's strong point was never his interviews, were they? Right. No, it's usually he'd short and sweet, of, something crazy. Yeah, he go off on a tangent, something. Like you said, short and sweet and crazy. This was, they were trying to kind of play, uh, throw working insults at each other. You know what I mean? I don't need to beat you. Everybody's beating you. Remember that line? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, why did it go know, over that, though? Did Did he just get lost and just kept rolling? Yeah, he just kept rolling, and they were. I thought they were going to cut to a commercial break at one time, but they knew that there would be a huge problem, and I was hearing. On a stop, but hey, it was no uh, CM Punk interview, which went 20 minutes. So I guess sometimes 
because the llamas can be good, but sometimes they can be the shits. Yes. So to me, awesome debut just for the fact that, holy shit, Warrior showed up at WCW. What the hell's going on? Completely takes a ton of attention away from WWF. This was in the era of me as a fan where I would call my buddies or my buddies would call me on the phone. Literally was getting calls left and right and calling my brother into the room and saying, hey, holy shit, a Warrior is on WCW. Like, the Ultimate Warrior? Boom, they change it. So looking back, it's like, okay, so many of us did that. Let's see how the rating was. 4.9 for Nitro. Raw was only 4.2. So during the Highway to Hell build, Steve Austin is hot as hell. Ultimate Warrior, the old legend, comes in and beats him by 0.7. <laughs> so, I mean, it worked, right? Well, let's do this math. Add that up, John. Both shows. How many people were watching? It's got it's got to be somewhere around 10 million. 9 10 million. 10 million homes. Right. Yeah. 2.2 people in a home. Do they come close today? Not, now. Not even close. The willing suspension of disbelief is a wonderful thing. Yeah. You know, you're a comic book fan, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Yep. You're a Marvel fan? Yes. Yeah. The younger groups of Marvel fans, the old bastards like me are DC fans, right? Although I love myself some Batman. Uh mine's Hawkman. I used to when I was a kid, I it was when they, they I had their first I was in the hospital for a year and I had their first comic book that came back in the Silver Age of Comics. And I was in love with Hawk Girl. So, uh, nice. yeah. Uh, they, they, we, we looked at them as superheroes. And I know we keep harking back to our original thought process. Maybe we saw a superhero the other night come back. Oh, you're loving this punk return, yeah. Absolutely the greatest thing I've ever seen. And I've seen some good shit. It's crazy yeah. here, though, with Warrior. It's like that his debut, and people's like, oh, the promo ran long, and oh, this it, it's the Warrior and Hogan. In 98, you know, Hogan's trying to get his win back, or whatever, Warrior's there. 4.9 to 4.2, they're beating Steve Austin yeah. during <laughs> the hottest point of Austin, you know, or one of the hottest points of Austin. And here's the thing. There's nothing more critical than a critic, right? Right. They want to find things to point out wrong. I mean, I'm waiting to hear somebody knock that punk thing. I'm just dying to hear that because someone will eventually. Right. You know, I don't know who or how, but yep. yeah. But it will. It will be in a couple of weeks. And it may start off slow, but it's. When, hey, here's a guy, the warrior, that beat Hulk Hogan. Can you name who else beat Hulk Hogan during this Hogan's time? In WWF or WCW? Yeah, WWF. 
really Yoko, but he cheated. I mean, technically beat him. Nobody else really beat the Hulkster at that point. I know Andre, but there was some chicanery with the, the yeah. double referees. But Warrior was really the only guy to really beat him. Yeah. So they turned in to see, and Austin was getting to be red hot. He wasn't as hot as he became. And the Undertaker's probably, I said to you, he probably drew more money in his lifespan than anybody in the business. But they turned in to see Hogan and Warrior. Yep. And the next week. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the next week, too, they tuned in 5.2 that week. It's like Ali Frazier. Yeah, they keep on his name. Yeah. So the next week, 5.2, Raw gets a 4.7. So more people are tuning in to both shows, but Nitro again wins. Then Raw is off for a couple weeks, but you guys do a 6 and a 5.5. So, I mean, I mean, just absolutely killing it. And it has to be because, obviously, Goldberg, the champion, he's there. The NWO, but a lot of interest. So many people are interested. Like, what the hell is Warrior doing back? I mean, had a brief run in 96 and then kind of went away, but it was so short. It was one of those things where it's like, what the hell is the Warrior doing there? And, of course, he's there to wrestle the Hulkster and feud with Hogan. Yeah. And a 6.0. Could you imagine if they did something like that today? Oof. Insanity. When that would be that would be thirteen point three million homes, people rather. Right. A lot of people watching wrestling back then. Yeah, that's just the on WCW. You know, that was the two weeks they were off. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you know they're watching. the Westminster Dog Show, whatever the WWF had yeah. in September. Yeah, the, it was the Westminster Dog Show that they had in September that always kind of came up in, in the, the worst time for them. But Warrior's there. He makes his debut. It goes a little long, but you guys have to be happy with the ratings, right? Oh, yeah. Ecstatic. Were you shocked at the ratings, like how high they were, or you knew yeah. that he would draw? I knew he would draw, but I didn't think they were going to draw like that. You know, because the other side, they were hot as hell, too. Thank God for the uh, man's best friend to slow them down for two weeks, right? Westminster Dog Show. Yep. What did Goldberg think at this point? I mean, obviously, he's pretty new to business. He's too young. He's too young to to realize what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, he's the champ. He's this big name. You bring in this other act, Warrior, to face Hogan. It's like, all right, the world title doesn't quite seem as important right now. Yeah, and he he's Bill was a great team player. He just went along with it, but he was too young to understand. Hadn't been around long enough to understand the history of where we're at right there. Do you think that some of the digs, like you were kind of saying, went over a lot of people's head of what Warrior was saying in the promo? Like, hey, this must be your barber. Everybody else has beat you. Like, some no, he said. Things. He said, you must be the barber. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep, yep. I think that it went over some people's heads, but real wrestling fans popped everything the yeah. Warriors said. It was like almost like 
pre-pump punk interview where he was saying shit that he knew that some people would get. And yeah, everybody's beating you, you know? Yeah. That was a <laughs> statement that must have drove crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And it's funny, Bischoff, too, he's there. He's technically in charge of the show. He can't get the guy to stop because he's on a roll and they're on national TV. Nothing him and Hulk could do. They're in the worst possible position. Yeah, they, was, they looked like... Uh, <laughs> they looked like the Tim Men, the Cowardly Lion, and the Scarecrow. <laughs> and you had, you had the warrior as the Wizard of Oz. All yeah. What did you think of the back? Like, oh shit, this is going over. Or are you just laughing? Like, all right, whatever. I'm not laughing because, but I'm saying to myself, oh yeah, I, I don't want him to tune people out, but he didn't. You know, they were so enthralled. They thought something else was going to happen. I think. With Hogan, obviously, and this feud, they do a lot of weird stuff where, like, he's a where Hogan's is afraid of Warrior. He's seeing images uh, of Warrior. What do you think about that? Pretty cheesy. They should have left that to the Dungeon of Doom. Please don't steal right. that shit. Yeah, don't steal our shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who's like? Is that? I guess Hogan again is saying like that. That's a good idea. Yeah. And you just you just have to roll with it, right? Yes, creative control. So you know he sees Warrior in in the mirror. It's just to me, it's so funny. It's like man, it's kind of going backwards away from the NWO and what made it special. Even Warrior with with the smoke coming in and then disappearing seems yeah. very you know early nineties, not fitting in with WCW at that point. Right. It was he was telegraphed tele. Porting him, he was teleporting himself back to him getting a win in Toronto. Seemed like it, yeah. This fall brawl is going to happen. You're going to have this weird three-way, nine-man tag team war games match. So it's Team Hollywood, Hogan, Stevie Ray, and Bret Hart versus the NWO Wolfpack, which is Nash, Luger, and Sting. And then there is Team WCW, which is Page, Warrior, and Roddy Piper. What do you think about this? I mean, this is crazy, uh, crazy, crazy match. And ends up with DDP getting the win, getting the pin over Stevie Ray. But this is not a traditional War Games match, and this is pretty crazy. I don't like it. It wasn't War right? Right, not at all. So why advertise it? Just because you got creative control, you can do anything you want. And it seemed pretty obvious, like Stevie Ray is, is you know, the only guy in the match that's going to take the loss. Yeah. Star-studded match, though. I mean, whew. main eventer after main eventer after main eventer. Yeah, but wasn't the match they paid for? War Games is War Games. That was Dusty Rhodes' baby. People had expected to see War Games, I think. You know, you can bullshit people so long until they get turned off. And when you're riding high like this, you can take a horrible fall really quick. Yeah. And really, Warrior's trying to kind of create his own NWO, but it's going to be backwards. It's going to be OWN, One Warrior Nation, and kind of DDP and, and Piper are going to be a part of it. And that's kind of what we're seeing here at Full Brawl 98 with this star-studded, star-power match. But it's kind of a, a bit of a disaster. I mean, it just it just didn't work in any way. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. If Warrior drew a 6-0 with Hogan, shouldn't he beat Hogan in that match? Makes sense, yes. And then for match for the title, right? Because you could put, you could have beaten Goldberg at that time if they were so anxious to beat him. Yep. And have Hogan and a warrior against each other. Because, see, when you make one mistake, it sort of unravels the whole thing. And really, in this match, Hogan and Warrior kind of set themselves off. You know, Warrior breaks the cage down, and they kind of go their, their own merry way. They kind of separate from the match, kind of taking them out. Of of Hogan has to take any fall or, or, or Warrior getting any sort of victory. Right, right. That's uh, ego, ego, not thinking business, thinking ego. Are you thinking that they're hitting anything with, with this feud? What? Are they hitting at all, you think, with this feud, or is this total miss? Do you think Page should have won? Well, I guess since Those he's going on. that you mentioned? It's weird. I guess since he's going on, I guess he's going to face Goldberg, but there's Sting, there's Luger, there's Brett, there's Hogan, there's Warrior, there's Piper. He's probably the John. least likely to, to win. Okay. He's the least likely to win. Who's the least likely to lose? I mean, the most likely to lose. Stevie Wright, of course. Why did you do that? This is a pay-per-view. Why not fucking guy that just did a 6-0 beat Hogan in a cluster that's not the match even advertised. Right. I mean, you could have came up with a finish where Roddy Piper was a half-ass heel all the time. He was a babyface. Hit Hogan with a crutch or a cane or a bolt of lightning and Warrior cover him when Hogan was beating the shit out of Warrior. I mean, we could have come up with some creative shit and guys rolling out of the ring and then beating the sacrificial lamb who was kind enough to do the job because Stevie's a hell of a guy. That was bullshit. With that happening, and, and we're going to like obviously still keep the One Warrior Nation thing going, it seems like, okay, there's so much to do with Warrior. There's so many kind of dream matches you could have. There's kind of a build you could have. Really, a big dream match that happens on Nitro is the Blade Runners, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior versus Bret Hart and Hollywood Hulk Hogan. But it ends up in a DQ. Hogan and, and Brad lose via DQ. It's really only like a five or six minute match. Did you think that that could have been handled better? Of course I do. Of course I do. There were so many things that we did the right thing then. You could have had Sting step up after Warrior beat Hogan and said, Hey, before you get Hogan, I got to ask you a question. I've always wanted to know which one of us were better. We started out together. Can you give me a title shot? And they could have done something in that match with the end of Hogan and put Paul and Nash back together because they're going to stop this warrior nation. And they could have done a lot of things by doing the right thing first, thinking about business, not your business. Because if you do the right thing first, your business will be good for a lot longer time. 
So, so really, when you're not that surprised. Yeah. So really, it seems like it was a success initially as the ratings are going up and he's you know doing a good job and combating WBF who's on a roll at this point. A little misstep, obviously, or a big misstep. Fall brawl. That tag match could have been handled better with maybe some better buildup. All leading into the big pay per view, Halloween Havoc, nineteen ninety eight, which we'll cover in more depth uh, at, at another time. But Hogan Warrior, technically not the main event, although everybody thought that was the main event. Hogan defeats the Warrior about fifteen minutes. Not a very good match, especially compared to uh, the WrestleMania 6 match, which was great. Um, Hogan pins Warrior after getting smashed in the back with a chair by Horace Hogan. Kind of bad match. The fire spot, which everybody remembers, was a big mishap. What did you think? You just told me what I think. Oh. Horace Hogan. I love Horace as a person, but should he been hitting the Warrior? No. Should we done something? Maybe with Brett, uh, somebody else, elevate somebody else. I know he's trying to elevate the nephew, and he's a very good performer, but not that night. And the fire didn't work. Yep. And I'm, I'm not knocking him because I've thrown fire, and sometimes it hasn't worked. So uh, you got to be very careful what you're doing. Did you think that was kind of like the beginning of the end there? Like, okay, like this, this is not, uh, not a very good thing. Uh, this is not executed well. It's just not good. I thought I didn't know if it was beginning and end, but I thought we went from. Uh, I think we went from doing the right thing to doing what was right for one person. Yep. It's all it's all about the holster and not maybe about WWE as a whole. Right, right. So obviously the match doesn't go as planned. What does Warrior think about it? Because I mean, obviously you guys know, but does he think okay, this is a disaster, this isn't going well? He knew what he was in there for, the sacrificial lamb. He knew what he was doing. He got the money and ran. Let me ask you something, John. Yep. Vince, when Vince pushed Hulk, did Hulk get over? Big time. When I turned Hogan heel, did he get over? Big time. When he went to uh, Impact, which was what, before? TNA. TNA. Did he get over? Uh, It was not as successful as uh, his prior runs, that's for sure. Did he get over when he went head-to-head against Vince? Do nope. you remember the one Monday they went head-to-head? Yes, it was not good for TNA. We went head-to-head the first night and beat Vince. Everybody forgets that. Nitro beat Raw the first night. Yep, 100%. Yeah. There are some people that are great talent but don't know how to produce themselves. <clears throat> because they only see everything for them gotcha so hulk maybe just looking out for number one not really look looking out for the grand landscape of wcw and where they should be headed let me tell you the fucking stupidest thing we ever did wolf pack nwo black throw a t-shirt come on 
there was not a rule for success. It has to be thought out. It has to be a long. T- you got to write the end of the book before you write the beginning of it. You don't just write start writing the book in the middle. Or the character. I mean, it went so off the rails. So off the rails. You know, you're talking about impact, okay? For a second, mm-hmm. when I said about promote yourself. At one time, they had Ric Flair, Kevin Nash, Eric Hogan. Uh, who else was there at that time? Mick Foley. Yep, Sting, Kurt Angle. Had most of the, no, but those five had most of the TV time, right? Yep. And none of them worked. Hmm. Did they? No. Nash didn't work. Hogan didn't work. Eric didn't work. Mick didn't work, and Rick didn't work. Why would you waste two hours of TV with five guys that don't work? And don't make house shows. Yep. Uh, were those guys going to house shows? No. Good for them. I mean, good for them. But that's not a way to run a successful business, I don't think. And this is what started to happen there. We got um, I off the prize, and I was as guilty as anybody else. So we got our eye off the prize. No one said, hey, wait a minute here. This ain't right. We got to get back on the track. Everybody just went along. And really, the last, um, the Nitro after the uh, Halloween Havoc pay-per-view is the last Nitro you guys will ever win in, in the ratings. Really, it's crazy if you think about it. Because, obviously, that Nitro at the Goldberg vs. TDP, which a lot of people missed on the pay-per-view, was actually shown on Nitro in its entirety and helped them get the win that day. But it just shows you they were, or you guys were headed in the wrong direction. And we can point where it started and just fucking add it on and add it on and add it on. So with Hogan beating Warrior, he gets his win back. Warrior comes out, basically the next Nitro says, you have no honor, you cheated to win, the win means nothing. Hogan comes out, Warrior basically tosses Hogan and the NWO out of the ring. He stands tall. A few weeks later, the Warrior then quote-unquote saves the Disciple, a.k.a. Bruce the Barber, and makes him a part of OWN and saves him from an NWO beatdown. But then he was never seen in WCW again and basically retired and saying to the point of every, what everybody thought to begin with, ah, I was only brought in so Hogan get his win back. There you go. He knew. He knew. He had a price. He knew. He so knew. it starts off great with uh, great ratings, domination, beating Austin in the ratings, really getting um, you know to be great. And then it ends with nothing. He's a part doing the OWN. He's saving Brutus the Bar Beefcake. Then he just disappears and retires. His three months is over. Basically, right? All Hogan wants to do is beat him, and then he can move on. Yeah. It's gone. I, I would love to have him come in and do the right thing. But have him come in and do the wrong thing was not good. Detrimental. You pointed out small yeah. You pointed out small things when Hogan and Warrior fight out of the ring in the so-called uh, War Games match. And they disappear. And then we have a finish with a sacrificial lamb. How old were you then, John? 1998. I was 16. Who, who did you think was going to lose the match? <laughs> Warrior, for sure. I knew it. Not even a shadow of a doubt. Who did you think was gonna? Yeah, 
yeah, I mean, we miss made it so, so obvious. Yep. You can't follow yep. the path. That's the thing I say to all these young guys that try to run companies. You can't follow the patents. So this is one of the ones where you wish you uh, maybe Hogan didn't have creative control, or maybe you wish you could have somehow changed the booking on Warrior in WCW. Yep, yep, but it didn't happen. But it was not my fault, and I don't think it was Warrior's fault. It wasn't Eric's fault. Was I want that win back? But they did a six zero. If they did the right thing, no tell them what we could have done. It's crazy. You go up so high, only to be crushed down eventually you know, by Austin and the Attitude Era. But it it was like wow, you had a momentum, and it got ruined by some bad decision. Right. Right. All right, and I think that's where we'll cap this one, Warrior and WCW. You could follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Two Man Power Trip. Check out the website, tmptempire.com. And, of course, follow Kevin at Taskmaster Talks on Instagram. Check out Kevin on Pro Wrestling Tees. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com and check out the Kevin Sullivan store. Kevin, what else you got going on? Anything good? Yeah, I'm going on SW Fury Friday, and uh, Charlie Haas is going to be defending his title against Tokyo Monster. You can get it on uh, pay-per-view, so hopefully I'll uh, see some of our friends there in Irving, Texas. All right. Great stuff, as always. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll see you right back here next week for a little Taskmaster Talks with Kevin Sullivan. See you next week, folks. This has been a John Paz Power Trip production in conjunction with the Two Man Power Trip of Wrestling. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Man Power Trip. You can check us out on Facebook. You can subscribe on YouTube. You can go to patreon.com slash TMPT Empire to become a patron. And also check out the website tmptempire.com and buy a shirt at prowrestlingtees.com. Two Man Power Trip where the power lies brother if you've experienced a loss of motivation energy or sex drive or if you're noticing that you're a little softer around the middle than you used to be it could be your testosterone levels have dropped By the time men reach the age of 30, in most cases, their T levels have started to decline. And low T can lead to a loss of muscle mass, depression, lack of energy, and a low sex drive. The good news is now you have your remedy with Test X9. This stuff is the real deal, guys. This formula has nine clinically proven ingredients to naturally boost your body's own testosterone production. Experience increases in strength, energy, and sex drive, as well as improved mood and well-being. Feedback has been awesome. Guys in their 30s and 40s have reported waking up with the quote-unquote morning wood for the first time since they were teenagers. If you want to take it to the next level, you can maximize your results with the ultimate Test Stack, which combines the Test X9 with the T-Assist, an estrogen control and liver support blend and recovery PM, an amazing sleep aid that has had incredible feedback for helping people to get the best sleep they've ever had 
without feeling groggy that next day. You'll be amazed with the effect of raising your tea levels and improving your sleep will have on your overall performance and well-being. Don't settle for average. Man up at LegacySupps.com. That is L-E-G-A-C-Y-S-U-P-P-S.com. And use the promo code Sullivan for an additional 10% off your entire order. That's LegacySupps.com. And use that promo code Sullivan for 10% off your entire order for the best health and workout supplements out there. This is Pro Wrestler Approved. It's good to see the teams back on the gridiron. Lucky for us, that was just week one. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL, is putting you right in the center of the action for week two. New customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit by signing up using the promo code TASKMASTER. Get in the action right now. It's simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the NFL action like never before with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app right now and use that promo code TASKMASTER. This week, new customers can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Enter that code TASKMASTER to get a free shot at millions of dollars with just your first deposit. That's the code TASKMASTER only at DraftKings, the official fantasy partner of the NFL. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. 